Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills and the head of the LCI Mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years' experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Let's read. This morning is Christmas service. Many people could not wait to eat their Christmas meal that they've prepared. Luke chapter 2, I'm reading from verse number 1. Bible says, And it came to pass in those days that there, there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Are you there? And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, and of David, sorry, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him, are you there, in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Hallelujah. We shall be unto all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill towards men. Are you there? And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Are you there? And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Amen. So this morning, for a very short time, I want to share with you, if you read the verse number 10, Bible says, And the angels said unto them, Fear not, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Hallelujah. The birth of Jesus brings us good tidings of great joy. Amen. So I'm sharing with you for a very short time, good tidings of great joy. Amen. You know, the, the, in history, in history, you notice that people became great by fighting, conquering, okay, and being 
I mean, assertive in whatever they were doing. That's why we have military power. We have people who are developing economy. It's like to be great, you need to have something. You need to conquer. Hallelujah. Yeah, and for the whole world to fear, you need to have something that everybody will bow to. But when we look at the story of Jesus, hallelujah, when we look at the story of Jesus, with love, he conquered the whole world. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Everybody looked onto his own until Jesus came. Everybody wanted to be great and do something for himself or herself. But when we look at the story of Jesus, hallelujah, it's a story of somebody who was very selfless. It's the story of God loving the whole world to the extent that he will send his only begotten son to die for me and for you. Hallelujah. And this is the story that God will want us to emulate so that our lives will also benefit others. We cannot allow our lives to benefit only us and the few people around us. There's so much more that our life can save than the few people that we are interested in. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. So, when you look at this story, it's, it's also the story of you finding God in your darkest night. When you read the verse number nine, I believe, Bible says, and Lord, the angel, okay, go up. Okay. You see, verse number eight, Bible says, and there was in this, in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. Hallelujah. So this also talks about finding God at your midnight hour. They were keeping watch at night. Hallelujah. They were doing what they know how to do. Amen. In history, they, 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 I mean, they kept what, what else can you do than to watch at night over your flock? And this has been the work of shepherds, but there's something bigger. There's something bigger than the flock that you have known. Hallelujah. There's something bigger than what satisfies you. And that is the new thing that God was about to introduce. That was the new thing that God was about to let people uh, come into contact with. That there is something that can benefit not only you, but will be able to satisfy anyone who comes into contact with you. These shepherds were keeping their flock by night. Amen? They were keeping, and that is what they have known. But here comes an angel and tell them that I'm bringing you Good tidings of great joy. Hallelujah. They have not known anything other than their profession and what they are doing. Are you here? They had not known anything other than their profession. But Bible comes, God sends them angels to come and tell them that, look, it is okay you are keeping watch by night. It is okay you are attending to the flock. It is okay. And sometimes even we the pastors, that is what happens. I'm about to share some scripture with you. That sometimes in order for you to gain God, you may have to leave the known. You may have to let go what you are comfortably doing. That is why Paul said, I count all things are done. That I may gain Christ. Hallelujah. If what you have in your hand is so precious to you, you cannot exchange it for even better things that God wants to give you. Sometimes we are so content with nothing that God is not able to step in into, I mean, the the things that he actually prepared and has planned for you. Hallelujah. That is what we see in the story of, 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 uh, what do you call it? Moses. 
You find God in your night hour, in your midnight hour. Moses had been a fugitive in Egypt. He had run away from Pharaoh. He tried, he tried to be a leader and to help one of his own. But it did not work out. He ended up killing. And he had to flee from Pharaoh and go 40 years in, in, in wilderness. Moving in the mountains and keeping the flock. Again, he was keeping the flock of God. Hallelujah. But there comes a time that God comes in. In his midnight hour. When he did not expect, God comes in. And he sees a bush. An angel again appears to him. And Bible said the sight was too fantastic to Moses. He saw something burning and it was not consuming. And he said, I will turn. And see this wonderful sight. Why is this bush burning and it is not being consumed? And Bible says, you see it in Exodus chapter 3. When he came to a point. You know, somebody who was trained up in a, a, a palace to become a king. Now is a fugitive. He's run away. And he could not even be among the people that he has tried to help. Hallelujah. But I came to tell you that there is great tidings of good news. Hallelujah. Good news is about to come. Whatever you are involved with, it looks like it is the end. It looks like it is not becoming the way you anticipated. But I came to bring you good tidings of great joy. Hallelujah. You may have to leave the known. The first thing you need to see is that when it's a good tiding of a great news, it doesn't benefit only you. It benefits the people. Verse number 10. Look at, look at verse 10. Bible says, and the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Hallelujah. If it's Good tidings of great joy. It is not going to benefit only you. It is going to be for all people. Hallelujah. That is why your profession, that is why uh, your skill, that is why your employment may put food on your table. But when you are able to gain Christ, it doesn't benefit only you. Hallelujah. We are talking about good tidings of great joy. He said, look, I'm bringing you Fear not, I bring you good tidings of great joy. There is no great joy. You see, good news is uh, good only to the people who are experiencing it. If you are promoted at your workplace, it may not affect the people who don't know you. So how good is the good news when it doesn't affect me? So when these shepherds were keeping their flock, it did not affect so many people. Hallelujah. So the good tidings of great joy, the news is the thing that does not only affect you, but affect all people. Hallelujah. I see you having the good tidings of great joy. I see your life affecting so many people. Your life cannot be just for you and your family. You are living just to look after your grandmother or your mother or your siblings. It is a little life. It is, it is, it is just like the shepherds. They kept their, their flock by night. You are keeping your life. You are keeping yourself. But when your life, okay, becomes such as it is like good tidings of great joy, people you have not known will begin to benefit from your life. May I hear your loudest amen? amen. I say, may I hear your loudest amen? Your life must benefit others. You need to invest your life into other people. There are people who will go to hell. And the birth of Jesus will never benefit them. Even though he has, I mean, God sent him to do the wonderful work that can ever be done. But many people will live and die and go to hell as though they are supposed to go to hell. Unless you embrace what the angel said. I'm bringing you good tidings of great joy. Hallelujah. Good tidings of great joy is the, is the news and is the thing that shall be to all people. What 
what are you doing that benefits all people? What are you doing that benefits all people? Does your life benefit only you and your family? Number two, good tidings of great joy means you are going to be a savior. Verse number 11, the same scripture, Bible says, a savior, which is the Lord. Amen. Bishop writes a book, make yourself saviors of men. You need to become a savior. Jesus has come to save the world. But your community, your friends, your family will not, I mean, Jesus has already died for them. They will be saved because of you and I. Hallelujah. So the good tidings of great joy has not come to you until you have become a savior to others. Hallelujah. Until you have become a savior to others, until people have received salvation through you, the good tidings of great joy has not reached the world. Amen. How else will other people go to heaven except they hear from me and you? So, till you become a savior to others, till people walk on your life, your experiences, your teachings, your help for them to be in heaven, you have not revealed the savior to the world. The good tidings of great joy is being kept again by few. But Bible says that it shall be to all people. The birth of Jesus shall benefit all people. And the birth of Jesus, the birth of Jesus should become, if Jesus has really come into the world, then a savior, Bible says he shall be a savior. How can Jesus be born? And how can we say that Jesus has come as a savior and many are not saved? Hallelujah. So the birth of Jesus to us is a savior which is the Lord. Many must encounter the Savior, which is the Lord, through your life. Can I hear all others? Amen. 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 Number three. It's in the verse number 12. Bible says, You shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Hallelujah. Precious things are not found precious. Wonderful things are not seen. Hallelujah. Gold is taken from the ground. Diamond is come from the ground. It, it's so precious, but the way it is, it says you, you see, you will not, you will not notice it. It says you will find the baby. The idea of finding means that you need to look for. You need to search. Amen. The Bible did not say that you will meet the baby. Or the baby will come to you. Hallelujah. So if you are going to bring good tidings of great joy, you need to move around to find some people. Hallelujah. Sometimes the people that you don't even want to minister to them, they are going to, you see, they are robbed. That's calling. You see the person is a scully, is a smoker, is a prostitute, is wrapped in something. It is when, when salvation, when you get into contact with this person, that when the person has been, uh, I mean, unwrapped and developed, the baby could not be seen because he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Hallelujah. And the fourth one is that the location was in a manger. You will not find, you see, the wonderful people, maybe the next evangelist, like the type of Bishop Dad, is in, uh, the new, somewhere. The location may not be what you are looking for. The location, how can anything good come out of Nazareth? And not, now not even Nazareth, in a manger. He was not born in our top hospitals. He was not born in a place that people who said, oh, the, when, uh, uh, what do you call it? Harry and uh, Williams, their wives gave birth. Everybody gets to know. It's a news. BBC will talk about it. CNN will talk about it. 
announces the birth of somebody in a manger? What I have seen they spoke about is like uh, people giving birth when there was flood on trees and things. It's like, I mean, it's wonder that you did not die. Not that it is so fantastic a place to give birth that, no. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter. Let's not be selective. Sometimes we see some souls and it looks like these souls are not proper souls. Sometimes we see some people and it's like they are not coming from the right places. Sometimes you even go to preach to people but you select who to talk to. Because they don't look like the type of people that God will use. But God is able to use people who are in mangers. God is able to use people who are covered. They are not seen. But give them time. Hallelujah. I say give them time. It doesn't matter the location. On this Christmas Sunday. Is it Sunday? Wednesday. Yeah. I'm used to preaching on Sunday. So. <laughs> on this Christmas Wednesday. Uncover. Uncover. Remove the swaddling clothes. There are so many people who have been covered by their mothers, their tribe, their society. There are so many things that is covering them. And they are not even covered in the church. They are covered somewhere that you cannot, in a manger, among sheep and among other things. Hallelujah. But God has a need. That is the great news. You will be surprised that the person that you brought to church, that you thought that nothing will come out of this person, is going to be a great pastor and through that person, his life will begin to affect so many people. Yeah. That's why we, you will never know. You will never know who will do well. If we're a farmer, it's like planting seeds. It's like sowing seeds. You will never know the type of seed that will do well. Sometimes the seeds that looks like they are going to do it, they don't do well. Sometimes the people that you think that they should do well, they are not the ones. The ones that, you, that's why if you are a pastor and you are a shepherd, you don't need to select people that you like. You like this. No. You don't know. They are robbed. They are not in a good location. They don't smell good and they don't look good. But they are the good, good tidings of great joy. Hallelujah. Seek diligently to the flock that God has made us overseas. And sometimes the reason why we are not able to bring this good tidings of great joy to other people is because we are not ready to leave the norm. We are not ready. These shepherds, I don't know where they left their flock. They were watching. They were not there. They had not gone to a field to watch over their flock because they were expecting? No. But is it a time comes that you may have come to school. It is not your intention that you are becoming a pastor, but God meets you and he gives you something that is bigger than your education. God meets you and he gives you something that is bigger than your intention. You need the ability, you need the faith, you need the grace to embrace it. Hallelujah. Who will you prefer? Will you want to talk about yourself? Will you want to meet the Savior? Jesus. The baby Jesus. Or you want to keep your flock? You want to keep 200 or uh, 1,000 sheep? Or you want to uh, talk about the, uh, uh, the newborn baby? You see, anytime I read this scripture, I begin to think that these shepherds must have a lot of faith. They must have a lot of faith. That you are at the field with your sheep. And an angel, you have an encounter that makes you leave your sheep and go for. And many of us, you came to school. You came to work in Cape Town. God, you have encountered God in a way, but you are not able to allow this encounter to bring the good tidings of great joy to many people. And Bible said that these people, they left they left their flock and they went into the city and they saw and they began to publish. Hallelujah. The, you see what the angel told them? The good tidings of great joy. They were supposed to publish it. What you have encountered, what you have experienced, you are supposed to publish it. 
you are supposed to publish it. If you don't publish it, the birth of Jesus will not be a good tidings of great joy. How does a, 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 a great joy comes to the life of people when you have not declared Christ to them? How does this happen? It only happens when we have believed and we are able to put down. Hallelujah. Are you here? And it may come in your midnight hour. It may come in an hour that you don't expect, but God will expect you to do it. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. The look, when you read the Bible said that when the shepherds kept watch by night. Look at Acts chapter 16 quickly and we'll be out of here. I'm giving you three people who were able to bring the good tidings of great joy to people. And we'll be out of here. Hallelujah. Are you here? Acts chapter 16. I'm reading from verse number 16. And it came to pass as we went to pray. A certain damsel possessed with spirit of divination met us. Which brought her masters much gain by so saying. The same followed Paul and us. And Christ saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God. We show us, we show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said unto the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains were gone. So this were Sangomas. This guy was a, 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 a Sangoma that do things and get money. And now he cannot, I mean, know what to do because the spirit that helped him has been cast out. And they caught Paul and Silas. That is why it's very difficult to, there are things, there are traditions that you may not know. They will fight. If you joke with it, you will be killed. Because the reason why they caught Paul and Silas and they put them in prison, not because, uh, they have done something bad, but they have removed somebody's bread. Are you, are you getting it? Yeah. Some of the traditions, the ones that you cannot talk about, some of the initiations, it is where people get their monies. It's a business, it's a source of income, so you need to be careful. It's not like, that's why human beings, they can even cut your, you, they cut part of you and you will pay for it. As a, a tradition or as a, something. You can't stop it. If you try to stop it, you, they will fight you because you see, they will keep, they will, they will, they will shred it in mystery. It's an industry. You cannot collapse the business. So Bible says that when the masters of this, uh, 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 lady saw that the spirit has been cast out, now he cannot, he cannot do, he cannot, uh, do the divination. You cannot read your palm again. You cannot notice that Charlie. Now when you look at your palm, nothing in. <laughs> what is, what, what has happened? When you shake yourself, nothing is happening. The masters became angry. <laughs> Formerly when they see you, they will tell you your name. Where you are coming now, he's forgotten his own name. So the people were getting angry. He said, what? What kind of, we cannot eat again. So Bible said that, and when the master saw, the hope of their gains were gone. The gains, so, you need to take your time and read the Bible. That's why some of the things that some people said, oh, there, there are things that are not, they are not culture. They are not tradition. It's, it's a game. It's a business. When you read Acts, there was another uh, uh, thing like that. 
there were people who were making craft, they were making idols. Coppersmith and other Alexandra, they were making, and as Paul started preaching, people were giving up. I said, no, we'll kill this guy. If we don't go, the hope of our profession, our businesses. So there are things, there are things that, there are, that's why you don't need to argue about so many things. You cannot make sense of it. You just believe God and leave the rest to. Amen. Because, where am I? So they caught Paul and Silas and threw them into the marketplace onto the rulers. The next verse. And brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. You, you see, say the right thing. The right thing is that you have taken my profits. You have taken the source of my income. Verse number 21. And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither, neither to observe, being Romans 22. And the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrate rent off their clothes and commanded them to, to beat them. 23. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. And at midnight, somebody say at midnight. The shepherd, the shepherd, they kept watch at night. I said they kept watch at night. And here also at midnight, Paul and Silas, Bible said they prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's band were loosed and the keeper of the prison awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open he drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing that the prisoners had fled but Paul cried with a loud voice saying do thyself no harm for we are all here hallelujah if you are not ready you see at their midnight hour at their midnight hour they call on God and they were able to deliver I mean all these people this jailer would have killed himself if you read downwards. The jailer and his household were saved. Hallelujah. If you are not ready to go through what you have to go through, you are not going to save anyone. Are you here? You see also in the case of Moses, he had to leave what he had known. And the last person I will speak about is David. David also. If you read some. 23, you may think that David had no problems, but the Bible talks about the father, David, the problems that he had, it was not his personal intention to have those problems. One day he was anointed, and from that time, his life began. He had so many problems. Another time, he went, killed Goliath, and the ladies began in First Samuel chapter 18, verse number 79. After he's killed Goliath, the ladies started dancing and uh, uh, singing that David has killed. Then the Bible says in verse number 9 that Saul began to eye him from that time. Yeah. So how do you find God? How do you find God in your dark season? How are you able to bring you see, bringing the good tidings of great joy is not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. How do you bring good tidings of great joy to the people? That is, it's like finding God in your dark season. Suddenly, after David was anointed, a dark season appeared in his life. When, when Moses had the burden to help the people, a dark season had arrived. When Paul and Silas wanted to help, I mean, they just rebuked the evil spirit so that the lady would be, they have to be arrested. In your dark season, what will you do? Hallelujah. So two things. 
to do. Number one, be committed. Be committed to God. Be committed. Don't change your confession. Don't change your mind. Don't say, I mean, how will you feel you are trying to help somebody and before you notice, the person is dead. Moses was trying to help some people who were fighting before he noticed the guy is dead. What are you going to do? It feels like God has left you. It feels that, hey, me at all, is God with me? But I came to tell you God is with you. Hallelujah. I said, I came to tell you God is with you. To bring good tidings of great joy, you need to one, be committed to Jesus in your darkest time, in your dark season. Don't change your mind. Hallelujah. We've seen Moses. We've seen David. Psalm 23. Bible says, can we recite Psalm 23? The Lord is my shepherd. You see, when you start reciting the Psalm 23, it's as though he had no problems. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in grief. Life is good. <laughs> he leadeth me beside still waters. The waters are not stagnant. They are still, they are flowing. You are lying down. People cannot sit. People cannot stand in green pasture, but you are lying down in it. It's like you are comforted. And not only that, but you are also drinking from still waters. Fresh waters. Let's continue. He restored my soul. You are not confused. You are not depressed. There's no stress. You are always fresh. One of the things I pray for everyone is soundness of mind. Yeah. When your soul is troubled, you will never be sound. Have you woken up and you are confused? You don't know what you have done. Yeah. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of things you want to do. You don't know which one you should do. It takes away soundness of mind. You, you are not yourself. You are not sick, but you are also not yourself. That shall not be your story. But Bible says, he restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Continue. Yedo, then it comes. Yedo, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Amen. Amen. So the evil is going to come anyway. In your darkest, you see, he talks about all this, but he said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of, in your darkest moment, what do you do? When you have gone to preach to somebody and you have been beaten, when you have been abused and insulted for trying to reach out, or you have been mocked in your school, as your class, when they see you, they begin to laugh. Then you, you see, if you don't go through this, if you don't go through it, the good tidings of great joy will never reach the people who are supposed to receive it. That's why David is saying, it is true. The Lord is my shepherd and all that. But if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Hallelujah. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. So, in your darkest time, you need to be committed. You need to be committed to Jesus. Hallelujah. The next one. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup will run over. Then the last one. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Be committed in your darkest night. When they, Look, some people only come to church when they have money. Some people only, only come to church when they, they don't have assignment. Some people, even when, when school vacated, instead of staying, they've all left. They have souls and members. They've all left them and gone. It's like, take, take care of yourself. <laughs> but that is not how. What has it cost you? It cost somebody's life for us to be sitting here. Why will it not cost you something in your darkest time? Will you just shun? 
because you are not employed, you don't want to serve God. Because you are not uh, uh, gainfully employed, you, your behavior has changed. No. In your dark season, be committed to God. Hallelujah. These people, they were, look, Joseph. Joseph, he was running away, not because he was a bad person. He did not want to sin and he went to prison for that. He was committed to God to such extent that his God was made known later on. Hallelujah. Talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, oh, king, we will not be careful. Our God will deliver us, but even if he doesn't deliver us, it's okay. That is when they saw the fourth person, one like the son of man, joining him, joining them in the, in, in the oven. Hallelujah. In your darkest time, what happens? If you were Moses, after you have tried to separate somebody and by mistake, the person dies, you are no longer in the palace. You've been a fugitive for 40 years. Now comes another burning bush. Will you turn aside and follow? When you have gone through so many things because of your faith and because of what you believe, will you still pursue? Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 6. He said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must first believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hold on to Christ. Hallelujah. Hold on to his words. Be committed. Be committed. That is what Paul says. I mean, it's amazing that when Timothy was preaching and around, Paul was in prison. The prisoner could encourage the, the free man. Second Timothy chapter one, when you read from verse, uh, uh, number seven, you will see, you will see a prisoner encouraging somebody who is free. Be committed. Hallelujah. May nothing shake the foundation of your faith. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 24, verse number 13, Bible says, and those who endure to the end, the same shall be saved. May the birth of Jesus cause you to go through whatever you need to go through for others to receive the good tidings of great joy. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse number 7. Look at this. Look at this and we'll be out of fear. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Continue. And be not thou therefore ashamed of my, of the testimony of the Lord Jesus. Are you there? He said, look, don't be, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. This man was in prison and he is now rather, I wish I have time to read from the earlier uh, uh, verses. It's so interesting. Continue. Who has saved us? Maybe I should read it from here. I hope it's in my Bible. If it's not there, it's not my fault. Second Timothy chapter 1. Okay. Are you there? I'm reading from verse number 3. He said, I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers which... Poor, uh, with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Greatly designed to see thee, being mindful of the tears that I may be filled with joy. Are you there? When I call to remembrance the unfaith faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also, wherefore I put thee in remembrance, that thou stir up the gift of God, which is given thee by putting on of my hands. Okay. Then he continues on verse number 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, amen, but of power and of love and of sound mind. 
Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. But rather, continue testifying of the Lord. Nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. In other words, revealing Jesus Christ to others may come with affliction, but be partakers, partake of the difficulties, of the afflictions, and of the pain that comes in preaching the gospel. Verse number nine. Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which he has given us in Jesus Christ before the world began. Verse number 10. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Wherefore, I am appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. Verse number 12, what I'm looking for. For the which cause, I also suffer these things. Paul was saying that he is suffering so many things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Are you ashamed? I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I am what? Persuaded that he is able to keep that which I commit, which I have committed unto him against that day. Hallelujah. So in order for the great news, the great joy to appear to others, you need to be persuaded. You need to be committed. Hallelujah. And the last point, and we are out of here, is that you need to be led by the word. Amen? When we read the Luke chapter 2, it talks about the fact that Esther, Bible said that Esther from the east led them. Esther is a light, it's a source of light. Hallelujah. So, the significance of this is that we should be led by the word. Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 105, Psalm 119 verse 105. Can we quote it? Thy word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. May the word of God. You see, so many things are going to happen as we serve God and as we go through this life. But it's the word of God. Amen. Many people who have fall prey to false prophets and different things, they did not allow the word of God. We need to be guided. Bible says in John that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word. Hallelujah. If you are going to bring good tidings of great joy to many people, you need to be guided by the word. You cannot put the word aside and do anything. Everything must be founded on the word of God. Amen. Without the word, we will not be able to. In Peter, Bible says that we have a sure word of prophecy. Talking about the scripture. Prophecy is not that says the Lord. The prophecy is the logos. It's the writings that we read in the Bible. Amen. And in Luke chapter 7, verse number 7, Bible talks about a man that said to Jesus, you don't even need to come to just speak the word and my servant. Amen. So the word of God is going to bring life. And the last one I will share with you is Matthew chapter 14, verse number 28. Peter said to Jesus, if you are the one and it's not a spirit, bid me to come. And Bible said, Jesus said, come. And Peter was able to walk on the waters. And the waters signified the word of God. Amen. In your darkest, you see, sometimes things come up because of what you have believed in. Are you going to throw in the towel? Are you going to say, I regret preaching? Are you going to? You don't need to. You need to be committed. Be, be guided by the word. Hallelujah. Bible said that light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended not. On this uh, uh, Christmas Wednesday, as we close our service, 
the two things that will allow us to come true and be able to bring good tidings of great joy to people is our commitment to the Lord Jesus and being guided by the word. Amen. If you are not guided by the word, it's not going to work. And if you are not committed, because sometimes you will have to, not sometimes, you will always have to leave your word what you are preaching. Yeah. If you have preached forgiveness, there will be opportunity for you to practice it. If you have preached giving, there will be opportunity for you to practice. If you have preached to live peaceably with all men, there will be opportunity to live peaceably with people who are not peaceful. Yeah. You need to be guided by the word. Let us not be the type of Christians that we can say that we'll put aside the word and deal with you. Let us not be the type of people who say that, ask for this one, don't bring the Bible. Have you seen that kind of Christians? Somebody is saying that, but the Bible says, don't, 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 don't start, don't start, this one, don't, don't bring the Bible. No. No. Whatever the situation, may we be committed to Jesus and may the word of God guide us. And as we are guided by the word and we are committed to Jesus, the good tidings of great joy will appear to many. Sometimes it's just our commitment. Sometimes it's just our commitment. By your commitment, going and coming, everybody, people will also follow you by the word. Living, walking on the word. Others will become. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless us and cause us to be true, true, true saviors of men. Yeah, that we will become saviors of men. That we will not think about what pertains to only us, but what will appear to all the people. That we will not think about how the people are looking, their location, but we will go and be able to bring the good tidings of great joy. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. That the good tidings of great joy depends on me. Lord, you came from heaven to earth to live and to die and to save the world. You have done what will save the world. Now you've committed the salvation of men and women wherever I am into my hands and into our hands. Lord, I pray that we'll be committed to you. Lord, we pray that we will be guided by your word to do what you will have us to do and to bring in the salvation. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.